0: You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi.
1: Mom, can we go to the pool?
0: And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it.
2: Did you know you're in the midst of 30 days of endless indoctrination? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Somewhere.
1: Bluebirds fly, and the dreams that you dare to, they really do come true. Dreams come
0: true.
2: Welcome to that time of the year when every major corporation and liberal leftist government goes very queer. I was going to avoid this topic this year. Just felt that maybe I should leave it alone. But then I'm watching some videos people had sent me because there had been a storm in Florida. We are not there right now. And there had been this tropical storm, and I'm looking at one of the TV station videos from a television station out of Miami, CBS 10. And their logo now has got the rainbow flag embedded and we're seeing more and more of that everywhere you turn this year every major company that has gone woke they're all jumping into the lbgtq a plus and i can't even keep track of how many new letters are being added each and every week and so this pounding into our minds all the month of june the month of June is now Pride Month. We must celebrate homosexuality in our schools, in our governments, in our workplace, and if they have their way, in every church in America. They are determined. They are determined not to be tolerated, which was what was asked for many years ago, not to be just accepted, but to be embraced and elevated above everything else. Why do we need a month to celebrate homosexuality? Why? Why is there this word pride? Which ought to tell you something right there. They want to talk about LGBTQ plus pride and they've added transgenderism and every other type of... Well, I'm trying to find a nice polite word and it's not coming easy. Let's say, why, why do we celebrate how people have their sexual relationships? And I know we I don't want to get so deep into that today. It really doesn't, it doesn't do the body of Christ any good. But I want you to be aware of how many corporations will sell themselves out to this agenda because they smell money. It's all about the, the only color, the rainbow these corporations truly care about is the color green. As in your money. Here in the United States and whatever the color of your currency is in whatever country you live the same thing it's all about the money the profit being accepted you know when I grew when I grew up you remember that June was pretty much the month we considered uh, the brides month traditionally many weddings in the northern hemisphere occurred during the month of May or June when the weather had turned decent and it was a big deal to have these weddings in, in the summertime. And so June, that used to be, well, the month of many weddings, and in many parts of the United States, high school graduations, some were in, in the middle or latter part of May, this time of the year has been co-opted, and month, the month of June has been essentially taken over by the LGBTQ community. And you dare not speak against it in social media or you'll be silenced. The social media believes that these are the things that need to be celebrated. I'm looking at a trailer here. I'm not going to play it, the audio from it, but it's it's this kind of shows you where everything is. W.A.B.C. TV and ABC 7 in New York, which they claim is the most watched television station in the nation, will broadcast a three-hour celebration, the 2022 New York City Pride March, live on Sunday, and that'll be on the 26th of June, starting at noon. And they also have some special programs all this month for the LGBTQ community. What is most troubling to me, and like I say, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time in this first segment, but it needs to be addressed, it is a process of indoctrination to normalize what had never been normal in our culture before. They're demanding. They're demanding not only acceptance. They want you to embrace it, and they want you to celebrate it, and they want to elevate it above everything else. If you don't see that coming, it is coming. This is this is the world in which we live. Oh, and by the way, before I forget, we are coming to you today from... From Virginia, we are up here visiting with the daughter and son-in-law. We'll be here for a while. Studio setup is okay. You may hear some background noise occasionally. This is not a regular studio. And so, so kind of bear with me. And keep us in your prayers. We have our home in Georgia up for sale. And we're hoping maybe we'll be very fortunate and blessed to have it sold in the next couple of weeks. And then we can begin to, to plan where God would have us to be. But as I was saying, this is a month of indoctrination. And see, it's bad enough when corporations like ABC TV or CBS or AT&T or other major corporations pander to the LGBTQ plus community. What What I find worrisome is how channels on TV and cable and satellite that parents used to be able to trust like Disney, like the Cartoon Network, they are also a part of this social agenda and drive to normalize all of this to your children. They don't care what you think about how things should be taught to your child. The education system of the public education system, I should say, in particular... Along with all these networks and corporations trying to market to young children, they're busy also in the indoctrination process. Listen to this. Listen to the audio track from a, a spot that is playing on the Cartoon Network. This is the channel designed for little tiny children up to the age of like 12 or 13. And this is the message that the Cartoon Network wants your five-year-old, your four-year-old, your seven-year-old to hear.
1: Cartoon Network is celebrating Pride Month and the LGBTQ plus community, recognizing awesome young people all over the country who are drawn to courage. I love that. I was drawn to activism because I saw a change that needed to be made, and I felt like I could do something about it. I just want to stand up for what's right in any situation. Don't think that you have to be gay or trans or queer to be an ally. The idea of utilizing your voice to stand up for what you believe in and what you think is right, that's at your core what makes you an activist. There have definitely been times where I've been scared to speak up, where people have made me feel as though I should be silenced. Well, maybe we can try and find some way to speak at the next rally we go to, and I was like, We can do that. What makes activists different is their ability to stand up and say, I think this is wrong and this is what we should do to change it. Giving our voices space to advocate can only make us all stronger.
0: I only focus on positivity and love and enlightenment
1: and how I can impact other people's lives and how they can impact my life. Even if I don't know them, even if they're a million miles away, even if I'll never meet them. I feel it's important to help people have a voice. So sharing your story can have a huge impact on the lives of so many people, whether you know it or not. After I graduated from high school, people messaged me and told me that they were really happy that I stood up for members of the LGBT community because they noticed that when I spoke up, people treated them better.
0: I want anybody who is afraid or scared of coming out to know that they are loved by so many people in the LGBTQ community. You are loved and accepted no matter what.
1: I feel like I actually accomplished something when I can look into someone's eyes and see that I've made an impact. You can do it and you can become an activist too. It could change someone's life or it could just make someone smile for half a second. And either way, I think that's pretty amazing. Show up to a pride parade. Pride parades are for everyone. LGBT
0: is all about inclusiveness. I am proud to be transgender. I'm
1: proud to be queer. I'm proud to be non-binary. I'm proud to be an LGBTQ ally. I'm proud of who I am. Keep searching for what you're drawn to.
2: Now, I apologize for the length of that particular audio clip. I know it lasted over two and a half minutes, but I wanted you to hear what is being pushed on young children by the Cartoon Network. How many, of, how many of you, parents or grandparents, would allow your children or grandchildren, thinking it was a safe thing, designed for children to let them watch the cartoon network? I, I couldn't imagine in my own mind, because I don't watch the cartoon network, I, I couldn't imagine how it is being used as an indoctrination platform for social change. But there you have it. There you you see the Cartoon Network is all in for Pride Month in June, and they're going to push this on your children and your grandchildren, and in some cases, even our great-grandchildren. And they're going to believe it's normal. It's going to be acceptable because, you know, the TV said it. And, of course, Disney has been, shall we say, over the edge for quite a long time.
1: We're in a new age where it's not just black and white anymore. We have purple, red, and the entire rainbow. Everybody wants to be treated with respect. And it's beautiful. I love being able to come together with all walks of life, all ages, all colors, and celebrating the unity of being our authentic selves. Pride, to me, means strength. Pride is selfless. Pride is friends, family. Pride is you.
2: Now, some of you may remember, not that many weeks ago, in the state of Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis had signed a bill uh, regarding the teaching of all of these matters and sexuality to young children. And the state legislature in the state of Florida had decided that young children, like kindergarten through the third grade, should not be exposed to this LGBTQ stuff or anything sexual for that matter. That was not the state's responsibility in a public school. And as a result, many teachers got very angry. What do you mean we can't talk about sexuality to young children? And the good news in Florida is a handful of them quit which makes it a little safer for some of the students. Why does sexuality have to be so much a part of our culture at such a very young age? Now, in the case of Florida, when they passed that particular law, the LGBTQ community started calling it the don't say gay bill, which is not true at all. It talked about any kind of sexuality was not to be discussed with young children. They're not old enough to comprehend 90% of what is being pushed at them by the media today. And I know a lot of parents got very upset with Disney because they're one of the first that came out to make a lot of noise about the, how dare you have that bill? We need to do something to change it. And they started speaking out against the state of Florida, where they've had special financial privileges for, oh, I don't know, since 1967. And because they were making such a hard push against the people of Florida, they lost some of their, shall we say, special privilege, and they're very angry. Now, there are a lot of families that over the past couple of months, because of all of this, have decided not to visit Disney World near Orlando, Florida. And if you're thinking... Yeah, we're not going to go to Disney this year. We'll just go over to Universal Studios. Well, maybe that's not such a... That may not be such a good idea either.
0: Universal Kids celebrates Pride Month. What Pride means to me is nobody can tell you what to do. I have dolls. I love my dolls. Boys can play with dolls too. I have two moms and I call them mommy and mama. What Pride means to me is just being myself and standing up for what I believe in. Pride means you should be able to be free All my life, I never really felt like a boy, and I don't really feel like a girl, so I'd rather be both. Pride means a person could be whoever they want to be in their heart. The fact that I could say that I like to be called a boy makes me feel happy inside. Pride, to me, is my two dads. If you have two moms, or if you have one dad or one mom. It's not like, oh, this or that. It's what makes people happy. Happy Happy Pride Pride month. Month! Pride is universal. Be authentically you.
2: And in all honesty, everywhere you turn you see a lot of pride flags, a lot of these rainbow flags as these corporations are trying to identify with this particular community. And of course, like I said before, they do it for money, but then you have the Universal Studios, you have the Disneys, you have the major networks, by the way, including the Fox Network that are all on board with Pride Month.
1: Every year, June is designated as Pride Month. Initially commemorating the historic Stonewall riots, which took place in June 1969, Pride Month has evolved into something much bigger. It's a time when the community can come together, feel empowered, equal, and seen. I've ever seen. Fox has always been involved and supportive through our programming and outreach. And while this year won't have the same parades or in person events that we looked forward to, it will still be a meaningful and important time. All month long, Fox will be spotlighting in the LGBTQ community as we highlight the amazing talent that contribute to this diverse network. Join myself and Fox in celebrating Pride 2020 using hashtag TV for
2: All. Now, I'm going to admit something to you so you can understand where I'm coming from. I'm very tech savvy. In other words, I understand the technology behind a lot of the things that, that power the internet. But there are a lot of things that I don't spend a whole lot of time looking at, a lot of the social media. I am not heavily into Instagram and all these other things that many of the young people today, well, that's a big part of how who they are and how they live, is social media. And so I don't pay a whole lot of attention to things on YouTube. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to things on Instagram or anything else. I do a little bit within Facebook, but only within certain communities of people and friends that I know. and And I use it, well, of course, to promote the radio program to a degree, But it's not where I spend a whole lot of my life. But I do understand that today, most young people today, under the age of, let's say, 25, 26, 27, the Internet has always been a part of their life. Now, when I started out, the only things I really used on the Internet was was email. And when the World Wide Web started to grow, I used it for for research i i've used it to have a web page for organizations and even this radio program and for churches in which i've been involved with over over the years you know i've used it as a way as a platform to get the word out but the internet is also used by young people in a very different way than than you and i if you're an adult like i am or at my age we use it for so i'm not aware of 99% 99% of what goes on in the social media world with young people. And parents that give their kids the, these telephones and tablets, this is a, they're spending a lot of time on social media and texting back and forth in their own private virtual world where the parents seldom even travel or know much about. Now, there, there's a young lady by the name of Jojo... Now, I have no idea of who she is, but somebody bought her to my attention for something she's recently done. She's considered a global superstar with 60 million followers on social media. And ready for this, 3.6 billion views on YouTube. And I never heard of her. In 2021, she won the People's Choice Award for competition contest for her role on DWTS, whatever that is, making history as well. I'll I'll explain it all later. She was born in 2003, so she is now 19 years of age. She's been producing videos and dancing and being a YouTuber since she's like 13 and 14 years old. And so if you're a parent or a grandparent, there's a very, very good chance that your child, if they're allowed on social media, knows who she is. And it wasn't that long ago that she, too, came out. And this is the kind of stuff that young people view and listen to. because they they listen to youtube they they look for what are called media influencers social media influencers are the ones that are influencing the lives and the minds of your children along with all this corporate indoctrination so listen to this little audio clip it's rather short about uh, Jojo Siwa and what has happened in her life in recent months.
0: After all, Jojo Siwa finally put this image out on social media. This image reads, Best Gay Cousin Ever. This was obviously given to Jojo by her cousin, but this must have been the first person that Jojo actually went ahead and told that she was going to be turning gay. Soon after this, Jojo Siwa actually put out a short video about her being gay. Watch this clip until the end because you definitely do not want to miss it and also the reactions that I'm going to show you after that is even better. I have never, ever, ever been this happy before and it feels really awesome and I've been happy for a little bit now and it's just so, so, so
1: awesome and I just...
2: ah. Now, I want you to understand something. This... Young woman has 60-some-odd million followers on social media and, like I said, 3.6 billion views on YouTube. This is how she makes her living. The chances are, if you're a parent of a teenager or the grandparent of a teenager, they fully know who this young woman is. They've heard much of what I've played already on this program. Children are being targeted in particular for, shall we say, indoctrination. It's not so much ABC or the Fox network or NBC promoting it. You know, I'm sure that the Today's Show on NBC will promote Pride Month multiple times before the end of June. You can ba- take that to the bank. I know it. And to look at like the logo as I mentioned earlier, for local10.com that is your CBS affiliate in South Florida, and they've got the rainbow logo embedded inside the number ten in the zero, and you see AT and T changes their logo to the rainbow. How many companies have you noticed have changed their logo to the rainbow? They want to be. They want to cash in on Pride Month too. I mean, it's not so much. Well, there are some within the corporations that thoroughly believe in all of this, but the rest that are, shall we say, neutral, they're into it for one reason and one reason only. They're in it for the money. They they don't care about what your family values are. They're going to push this down your throat. And I feel like even on social media, if you dare speak against it, you are ostracized. You're called hateful. You're called mean-spirited. And when you Speak the truth about what it, all is, what it all is. It just gets worse and worse. I've spent a lot of time in ministry, and it's one of the hardest things to deal with. Is this aspect of human sexuality? Where does it come from? And we're we're told we're born this way, and I don't I don't really believe that. That's a great excuse. I mean, all of a sudden we have these tons of children that are that are born transgender and we need to deal with that we need to help them in their transition and that's something else that pride month is also embracing is the transgenderism agenda which i also find rather scary a young child i don't care listen to me carefully when schools are talking transgenderism to young children and these young children are coming out as transgender i would say 99 times out of 100 if not 9,999 times out of a thousand it's all fake and phony and it's because young children whose minds are not fully developed hey i'm going to stop here just for a moment when it comes to the the gun debate, we need to raise the age of of owning a gun from 18 to 21 because, you know, young people's minds are not fully developed. Well, you expect me to believe that an eight year old's mind is fully developed to decide that I want to be a girl or I want to be a boy. What kind of nonsense are you trying to perpetrate on us? Well, let me tell you what, when you have somebody under the age of 12 or 13 especially between the ages of 5 and 10, they're not fully developed. And they're extremely impressionable at that point. So a voice like a teacher who they've been told to trust, and that teacher embraces that young child and tries to explain to them why Johnny's really really should be Janet or, or why Susie should become Sam, they believe it. They fully embrace it because a figure who they trust has told them it's okay. And I've said this on the program a dozen times before. It's kind of like, you know, these young children, I had a granddaughter. And she was she loved the uh, the movie or the TV series, whatever, you know, The Little Mermaid. I mean, she just embraced it, thought it was the greatest thing. And she wished she could be a mermaid too. And this is at the same age that many schools are encouraging young children to decide what their sexual or gender identity actually is. Now, my little granddaughter wanted to become a mermaid. Should have I taken her to a doctor to have her legs cut off and had fins sewed on? No, of course not. But we have teachers in public schools... We have these media influencers that your children are watching, encouraging them to explore the option and opportunity to, you know, maybe, maybe you'd be better off being a girl or a boy or whatever, or non-binary and be neither. And this is drilled into these young children's minds beginning at a very young age in our schools. And yes, yes in our media you just heard some examples for pride month and it includes the lgbtq agenda and like i say the t stands for transgender this is being pushed and how many parents never understood what their children were watching in their rooms on their TV sets while mom and dad were doing their thing watching their TV shows and working and getting too tired and trying to raise the money to have all these McMansions and multiple cars. And their children were being raised by, by Netflix. Their children being raised by the Cartoon Network. You heard what they're doing. Disney. Fox Entertainment, Universal Studios. These are the influencers on these young children's lives. And we've allowed it to happen. And then here's something that I also find rather disturbing. The co-opting of the rainbow. Now, I used at the beginning of the program today uh, the song that came out of the 1930-whatever movie, um, The Wizard of Oz. Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And that song was co-opted ages ago by the LGBTQ, uh, TQ, I can't even say it sometimes, the LGBTQ plus community. I think there's a couple of additional letters that they've added. And I have a hard time keeping track. And, and I find it rather amusing that they use the rainbow as their symbol, especially when you understand from a biblical perspective, what the rainbow actually is reminding us of in history. A time when the world became so absolutely wicked, defying God. And the same kind of sins that were plaguing Sodom and Gomorrah were also a part of the sins plaguing the world at the time of Noah. Men's hearts had gone cold. They were evil, perverted, and God sent a flood. And following the flood, and I'll do a whole series of where the rainbow came on some other day, but the rainbow is a symbol that God would never flood the earth again. He still will judge the earth. But use the rainbow to remind you of what God had to do to an evil world. And now the LGBTQ community they have co-opted the rainbow as their symbol. Now, here's, here's a song, and I hope you don't destroy your radio or your telephone, whatever you're using to listen to this program. But this is something that was also put out. I'm trying to remember which network it was on. But this is a, a guy who is dressed up as a woman in all the rainbow colors. And this is a song about pride designed to be, um, shall we say, used for young children. Once again, this is the stuff that is being pushed to the under 12, uh, you know, from 5 to 12 years of age, on your television.
0: It's pride, everybody! Every color on the pride flag is a symbol in the sky. To be me every time that I see that pride blood waving high. Red means life because living is a gift. Orange means healing, and we have to persist in working to heal the world and healing ourselves. Yellow means sunlight, cause you gotta shine bright. Green means nature and we gotta fight. Keep our Earth a thriving home for life. Doesn't it just fill you with pride? Showing who you are on the inside. With, with a prize flag big up high. high, be true to you. Happy pride, yeah. Blue means harmony, working together. Purple means spirit, believing you have the power strength within yourself to do whatever you dream. Maybe blue, pink, and white represent transgender people because every letter in LGBTQ plus is equal. And black and brown represent the queer and trans people of color. Doesn't it just fill you with pride, showing who you are on the inside, with the Flag up high, show your pride. Wave those flags, everybody! Here we go! Red, like Red orange, orange, healing yellow, yellow is sun. Like green, nature blue, harmony purple, purple is spirit. Blue Baby blue, pink, and white represent transgender people, and black and brown represent the queer and trans people of color. We're all in this together, so wave that pride flag. Way we'll up forget high. Go big. Doesn't it just fill you with pride? Showing who you are on the inside. Never have to hide yourself away. There's a place for you. Doesn't it just fill you with pride? Loving who you are on the inside. Wave that pride
2: flag up high. Be true to you. Be true to you. So as I said, as I opened the program up today, welcome to Pride Month, a month of nonstop indoctrination to have you fully accept, embrace, and even elevate the LGBTQ community. The propaganda is targeted at every age bracket, from young to old, and they know if they can influence a young person's heart and mind And face it, the public schools have been doing that for the past 30, 40 years, trying to change the behavior and the mindset of your children. It's become an indoctrination center, these public schools, and year by year, month by month, it gets worse and worse and worse. And people like myself, if you weren't paying attention, we would think back, well, we never had that stuff when I graduated high school 50 years ago. We never thought of such things. And many of us with our children didn't have to worry too much, but I really worry about the young generation that has come along, born, let's say, after the year of 1995. Some of these are now, some of these kids are in their mid-20s and they're fully embracing all the evil that this world has to give them because it's been normalized and the church, well, it's been ineffective. Now, we have to take a break and I'm going to spend more time on what needs to be done next on the other side. If you believe in this ministry, would you consider supporting us financially to pay for the radio time? May was a very difficult month to get ready for June. If you can help us, would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio and mail it to Truth to Ponder 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 that's 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 the city is Crestview one word Crestview Florida and the zip code is 32536 that zip code again 32536 and we will be right back this is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The lot
1: principle and what it has to do with you. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection. Bring you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. In Proverbs, it says that the casting of lots through that contentions cease. Through the casting of lots, arguments cease. What does it mean? Well, Say you're having an argument, and you and another person, they, you both want the same thing. Well, you can't resolve it. Well, proverb is saying that it can be solved by the casting of lots. Example, well, you say, well, we'll flip a coin. Whoever wins gets first choice. That'll solve the contention. That's the lot principle. Well, this principle can be applied to many other areas in your life and actually give you peace. I'm not saying you should be tossing a coin or casting lots over every dispute. Not at all. What I'm saying is this. What makes the lot principle work is that both parties surrender the entire issue, if they're believers, to the will of God. So the disciples actually used this method to pick the apostles to replace Judas. No one could get mad. They were trusting it was God's will. And that's the point. So often we're in conflict. We lack peace because we're trusting our own. We're not trusting in God's will. The point is, conflict ceases when you surrender to God's will. What's that issue you're, you're struggling with? What's that conflict you're fighting maybe someone else over it or or whatever it is? Surrender it to the will of God. Lift it up to the Lord. Say, Lord, if you want it, I trust it to you. If not, I accept it as your will. Whatever it is, you'll do it. Cast your lots before the Lord. Lift up your desires, your wants, your plans to God. Surrender to God. Cast your lot before God. Surrender the outcome. You'll have peace because you will have contention cease, not only between you and your neighbor, but between you and God and you and your heart. Surrender it to God and you will have your peace. Want more? Ask for Closer Than a Brother on CD. Now, how do you like to be able to move mountains? Well, you can with Sapphire's, the super spiritual supplement to turn your walk into a super life with God. Plus the incredible mystery of the temple doors on CD. You'll get it all free. How do you get this these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus is really name Yeshua and you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800 for your free gifts. one 800 Yeshua One, you will be blessed. But call now. That's one eight hundred Y E S H U A One. And You might need to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to His ancient people, Israel, and to blanket the earth with salvation. Imagine you could touch all the continents of the world uh, with the gospel. Well, you can through shortwave radio. It's the farthest way you'll ever touch the world. Just call one eight hundred Yeshua One. That's Y E S H U A One. Or write me direct. Stretch the nice Jewish boy box one 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 one. Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy. Box 1111 Lodi. L O D I New Jersey 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Commit it all to the Lord, my friend. Peace be to you and Messiah. Adonolam, the Lord of all.
2: is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, we spent a lot of time in the first segment talking about what they consider as Pride Month. And I'm reminded what the Bible says, Pride cometh before the fall. And you're going to be inundated from places you thought you could trust with nothing but the rainbow pride message that just will never seem to end. Your children are being pushed that same message in the public schools. It's being, it's the Cartoon Network, it's Disney. It's everywhere you think is safe for your child outside of some Christian programming. They're being given that never-ending message as well. So bear that in mind. Parents and grandparents and even in today's age, great-grandparents, when you have those children, take a look at what they're viewing. I know a lot of, lot of parents, as I mentioned in the first segment, they, they give their, their child a phone or a tablet or a, or a video game system, and they, they watch Netflix and all these programs. You don't even know what they're doing. And this is the message that's being pushed upon them each and every day. Now, just a little personal note: We are coming to you today from Southwest Virginia. We are staying with our daughter and son-in-law. We we've decided the time has come to sell the home that we have in Georgia, and kind of prepare for if our Lord should tarry. To as we get older, where should we be? Georgia is a wonderful place, and our home in Georgia is a is a delight to be in. It's something we found. A number of years ago, when we bought it, it needed a full, a full rehabilitation. It was literally uninhabitable at the time that we got it. And several years of labor and a lot of work, it became quite a beautiful place to live. But honestly, I don't have any family nearby left in Georgia anymore. They're hours away. And it made more sense to be closer to family as we get older and also have a place that is, shall we say, not multiple stories, our, our little home in Georgia. It's three level. And so the day could come that as we get older, that it's more difficult for us to to climb stairs. So I'm just trying to be ready for that day and also realize that uh, we need a nice headquarters for this program as if it's to continue and so we're, we're in the process now. Our home is on the market and we pray that it sells soon and that we can take the proceeds and find a place here and begin to, well, do the work that God has laid out for us at this time. So keep our, our home sale as a matter of prayer in Georgia. Now, I want to change gears just a little bit as we continue on the program today with, with just some random news stories to give you a good idea of where we are in our world. Now, I mentioned it to be at the end of the last segment how the church has been ineffective. And it's easy to understand why the church is ineffective. I would venture to make a guess, and I think that I would be right on this, that the majority of the mainline church denominations that were once faithful church bodies are no longer faithful church bodies. They become totally apostate, even in their educational institutions. Now, I saw a video clip that somebody shared, and I it, it, it almost made me sick. And this came out of an Episcopal church. Yesterday was celebrated as Pentecost, the giving of the Holy Spirit, to the church and many of you may remember the account in the book of Acts and there was like tongues of fire above the heads of the apostles as they proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And at this very woke Episcopal church as some woman uh, preacher priestess whatever they want to call it deaconess in her vestment is reading the gospel message. I should say in this case the epistle because it's from the book of Acts as they're reading about the power of the Holy Spirit and the tongues of fire standing behind her in front of the altar in this beautiful church building is a circus fire breather with his little torch and as she talks about the Holy Spirit and fire he is breathing fire out of his mouth for effect and I'm going how tacky But it's to be expected in churches that have abandoned the gospel, have warped it, have redefined it, have distorted it, and tried to destroy it. The Episcopal Church is all into Pride Month. And there's many an Episcopal congregation that has the flag, the, the rainbow flag, draped in front of their church. The Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, which is not Evangelical and no longer even Lutheran, in my opinion, is another denomination that has gone crazy, insane, and has fallen away from the true gospel and will be under condemnation. If you think professing Christianity simply can't get any worse than it already has, you know, these churches, there's so many. Things you can find so easily. Now, for example, there's a there's a formerly wonderful school called Augsburg University. It is a Lutheran university in Minneapolis. And it had their commencement not long ago, back in May. And, and I'm watching this video clip. And there's this woman pastor at this um, graduation who is talking about all the wonderful things of God and, and the great rainbow of this world. And then of course, they decide to have the um, the opening prayer for their commencement graduation at a Lutheran school in, in Minnesota. They used a reading from the Quran and a prayer from the you know done in Arabic a Muslim prayer for a Lutheran graduation. This is the state of the church today. There are big chunks of the Presbyterian church, same thing. United Methodist Church right now is in the process of a split. And those that are still trying to be Bible-believing are the ones that are being forced to leave. How many will leave ultimately, I don't know. How many will try to stay on and move toward their more woke agenda remains to be seen. But the United Methodist Church is a church in absolute disarray and crisis right now. And I don't know how they're going to survive. And I pray that those that do come out are more successful than some of the other church bodies that tried to leave a non-believing church body. They seem to end up being a small minority. But of the truth be known, a true church has always been a small minority. In the United States, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Most people that claim to be Christian are Christian in name only. They're not true believers. They, try, they want the world to accept them. And they won't sacrifice much. I'm trying to remember who said it. I think it was... Um, Adrian Rogers, the late Adrian Rogers, and he made the statement, if your faith is not strong enough to get you to church, it is not strong enough to get you into heaven. There's some truth in that. Now, I recognize that sometimes you live in places where trying to find a true Bible-believing church is near impossible and a difficult thing to do. And I also believe because of the pandemic and the things look, that are occurring in our world today, it's going to be becoming increasingly more difficult to worship. I think that, that, look, this virus, the pandemic, it may come, it may go, but something will always come back to be the next crisis du jour that we're going to have to deal with. And just as we learned during the pandemic, churches can get singled out more than anything else. It's safe to go to Walmart. But it's unsafe to go to a church. It's safe to go to a grocery store or the drugstore, but it's not safe to go to church and to gather in Christ's name. Now, I think there were exceptions given in some places around New York. For, for those that are Muslim, they could worship. But it seems that Christians were always uh, singled out. Now, the only good thing about some of that was that some of the more woke churches like the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America... Uh, Many of their churches closed, and they were happy to close because they want to be safe because they're more afraid of the virus. They have more fear of a virus than they have the fear of God. They think they're gods unto themselves. And so between these formerly Christian institutions of higher learning, walking away from the gospel, and the statistic, I want to drive this home. If you, I know many of you have heard it before, but if you're a new listener. In the United States today, which I consider the last firewall of the faith, 53% of all Americans claim no religious affiliation of any kind at all anymore. That puts any kind of person believing in any kind of religion at 47% at 47 percent and what percentage of the 47 percent are really true bible believing christians probably less than 10 percent in my opinion maybe 20 but i doubt it i truly doubt it a lot of christians in name only a lot of people that think that they are saved well you know i got baptized when i was a kid and and I, and I shook the preacher's hand when I was 12. I know that was 40 years ago, and I hadn't been there since. But I'm a good person, and if I'm a good person, you know, God will let me into his heaven kind of nonsense. There's a lot going on, and, and I really believe there are a lot of people deceived. And a lot of those same people, yeah, we just need to get along with everybody. Yeah, they can have their pride month. I don't much believe in it, but, you know, it doesn't do a whole lot of harm. That's kind of the attitude that we have in our woke churches today. I do want to share a couple of other quick stories before I run out of time on the program. Here's a news story you're not going to hear in a whole lot of places. I can think of several programs that I'm aware that will mention it, but it needs to be mentioned. And the fact that you're not seeing it at all on the mainstream media speaks volumes. It started last Thursday. It ended yesterday in Washington, D.C., where the world's ruling elites, and I'm not talking about Davos. I'm not talking about the World Economic Forum. I'm talking about another organization that's been around for, well, longer than I have the 68th meeting of the, Builder, of the Bilderbergs was held in Washington, D.C. this past Thursday through yesterday. Now, that meeting has been held all over the world and it kicked off with no press coverage of any kind and it ended yesterday. Now, there's a prestigious guest list of 120 attendees who will arguably, who, who have more of a global influence than any elected official that we have today, including the figurehead president of the United States, Joe Biden. And the media will escape all scrutiny. No press will be allowed. No press was allowed. And no coverage of this is no accident. Because, see, many of these people that are in this group, they own the media they own politicians and they pretty much believe they own the world now some of the people that are in attendance and i want you to listen to this very carefully in attendance of that meeting that ended yesterday included henry kissinger who opened up china how did that work out albert baralla the CEO, and the head of Pfizer, the ones pushing the the dangerous, deadly vaccines. Head of the CIA, William Burns, the Secretary General of NATO. How about that? Glaxo Klein-Smith, or Smith-Klein, CEO. And the list goes on and on and on of these world leaders and billionaires That go to this particular meeting every year. And what they want to discuss in secret are the geopolitical realignments, what NATO should be doing, China, Russia, the continuity of government and the economy, because they're going to disrupt it. There's going to be a disruption of the global financial system. This is what they're pushing. And, of course, they want to have a way to combat what they call disinformation, which is a code word. How do we suppress the real truth? How does the media go about doing it? How does Facebook and Twitter and everybody else clamp down on on anything that is truthful? Post-pandemic, what do we do now? We've run this baby as long as we can. What is going to be the next crisis? Trade and global, globalism and the fragmentation of our democratic societies and, of course, Ukraine. These people will meet and they will set the agenda. We may have a, an election this year in the United States. But you want to know something? What does it really matter Because it's the globalists that seem to own all of this. All of this. And those that attended had to abide by the Chatham House rules, meaning that while participants can use the information received, they are barred from talking about it to any individual who may have steered their decisions. We don't know what they discussed. But trust me, It's not in our best interest for the most part, but it is in the interest of all of those that attended because they are the ones that believe they run the world. And here in the United States, if you believe that only Democrats are involved with the Bilderberg group, there have been many Republicans there as well. These agents are trying to decide what your future is going to be. Now, I've got one more story that I want to share that that really disturbs me. This really pertains initially now to the United Kingdom, but I know that it'll come here as it always does. In the United Kingdom, the NHS, the National Health Service, have now added the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines to the list of scheduled vaccinations for children. In other words, this is what's going to be required of children in England. Shots for kids under the age of five, also in the United States, could begin as early as the 21st of June. To me, there's something inherently evil about this particular vaccine. The claim that is made by the WHO, which is an absolute abject lie... And it's provable to be a lie The vaccination of younger children Not only reduces their role in COVID-19 Transmission But protects them from pediatric severity Whether associated with long COVID Or multiple symptom Inflammatory symptoms it Makes a lot of noise Yet the statistics don't bear it out Little kids don't get COVID If they do, they recoup quickly They're not great spreaders the vaccine we know is now proven, it is proven not to stop you from getting or spreading COVID 19. So, why do they want to put this experimental, dangerous, I call it satanic concoction into your arms? It's killing people, it's destroying their immune systems. And yet, here in the United States, the White House says the coronavirus shots for kids under five. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how evil it is to put this experiment into the arms of a toddler, of a six-month-old? Because we don't even know. We don't even know. You know, the choice of the date is not an accident. By, an, by announcing the beginning of the rollout, the powers that be are declaring the beginning of mass child sacrifice. Because guess what? hits the summer solstice and that summer solstice also corresponds with something we know from ancient times the worship of the evil god Moloch that demanded the sacrifice of infant children I'm just telling you there's something about it and the fact that they're now coming after your kids is monumental I follow a person that keeps track of some interesting news stories that talks about all the unexpected deaths of people basically from age 20 to 64 and how that number has skyrocketed and it's non-COVID related. That should be a warning sign to you right there. Do you believe in our mission and ministry here at Truth to Ponder? We have a lot of topics to cover this week. But I want to remind you that the airtime is not free. If you can help us with the airtime, Would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. And mail that to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. The city is Crestview, Crestview, Florida, 32536. That's Crestview, Florida and the zip code is 32536. And please visit our website truth 2 ponder.com to find out more. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman To find out more, visit our website truth the 2 and the word ponder.com.
1: That's truth the number 2 ponder.com. truth to ponder Shining the light of truth in a
2: darkening world. White Castle presents CEO Lisa Ingram.
1: My great-grandfather opened White Castle in 1921, which is why I'm excited to announce the new 1921 Slider, inspired by how we made them 100 years ago with a 100% beef patty topped with cheddar cheese, caramelized onions, tomato, lettuce, and pickles. Come see why originality never goes out of style. I'm Lisa, but you can call me the Slider Queen. White Castle, long live sliders.
0: Pasteurized processed cheese at participating castles.